Hey everyone, this is Andy Kesters serving with the ministry Families Alive, and you are listening to DIY Biblical Parenting, where we want to encourage and equip you to disciple your children and point them to Jesus Christ. And I'm excited to share with you in this episode uh, about a trip that my son Drew and I took uh, a couple months ago. Let me just give you a quick breakdown of it, and then I'll explain what was going on with it. So, Anyways, he and I get in the car, and we go on a road trip to Cincinnati. We had a great car ride on the way up there, and Friday night, we get there. We go out to this great restaurant, watch a Cincinnati Reds game, have a lot of fun watching the game, eating good food. Saturday morning, we go to downtown Cincinnati. We walk around. We go to the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. That was a lot of fun really cool interactive things to do there if you're in Cincinnati and you've never been there or nearby you got to go to that then uh, ate some good food Saturday afternoon we ate a lot of good food on this trip Um, and then uh, Saturday night we went to an FC Cincinnati soccer game and this that's like the major league soccer team in Cincinnati and they got their first home win of the year I mean it was an awesome game. I mean, the Lord really blessed us with some neat experiences on this trip. So we got up Sunday morning and uh, we went to worship at uh, New City Church um, where my in-laws go to church, uh, my brother and sister-in-law. Had a great time worshiping the Lord there and visiting with them. And then Sunday afternoon, we went to the Bengals game. Before we went to the Bengals game, we had some good skyline chili, which that was awesome. A good way to go to the game, uh, nice and full after uh, lunch there. So we go to the Bengals game, and it was the home opener of this season, and it was an awesome game. I mean, it went into overtime. The, uh, the Bengals won on a last-second field goal in overtime. Just an amazing game experience. I told Drew, I said, you got about as full of a NFL game experience as you can get. It was back and forth big plays, all kinds of things. We even got to visit with one of the Bengals players after uh, the game. A friend of mine put us in contact with uh, his family, and then they connected us, and so Drew got to meet one of the Bengals players. Awesome, awesome experience. Then we had a great time with our family uh, that Sunday night, eating dinner, getting to share about the weekend. Really neat time. Got back in the car Monday morning, and came back home. So great, Andy. Sounds like you had a great trip. You know, what does this have to do with equipping me to disciple my kids? Well, this is a tradition that we have in our family. We call it the 10 year old trip. And I don't remember who we learned this from exactly, but whoever you are out there, if you remember telling us, thank you. Uh, we just have been doing this since. Uh, Titus, our oldest, uh, was 10. And, you know, this, this is an opportunity uh, at an age where, you know, our kids are right about to head into some pretty critical years of change. And we take, an advan- we take advantage of going on trips like this uh, where they get a fun experience attached to also Uh, talking about some important stuff and learning about some important stuff together. So 
in the end, this what seemed like an all sports trip in between each of these experiences, uh, get to have some great uh, conversations uh, with our kids. So first of all, why do we do a trip like this? I've already kind of gone into it a little bit, but it's really to begin the conversation about becoming a godly young man or woman. And that's a key phrase right there, begin the conversation. Because you don't just want to see this trip as like the end-all be-all of, hey, we talked about them growing up, we talked about uh, their bodies changing, we talked about sex, we talked about um, temptation with friends and um, you know, making sure we, we pick good godly friends to hang around. It's not like you just do it on this one fell swoop and then you're done. Uh, and then you don't bring those things up anymore. That is not the way to approach this. It's it's a, a beginning of a conversation about all the things that are going to be happening over the next several years. And it's important that as parents uh, that we anticipate these things just in general about all kinds of different topics, but that we're at the forefront of these changes coming down the road. And they need to really hear these things from their parents. Uh, the Lord has called us to be their primary disciples, so they need to hear these things uh, at the forefront um, before they head into them from us. And I forget where I heard this, um, but it was in some kind of parenting book or, or something like that. This is terrible. I don't remember, and I'm not referencing this, but the, the law of first exposure. And Essentially what that means is for, for kids and for teens, there's a sense in which the first time they are exposed to a topic, uh, especially a significant one, um, whoever exposed them to that many times will be seen by, as an expert to them or someone that they need to go back to or refer back to. You know, gosh, uh, the internet could even be uh, the first exposure. And so then they feel like they want to go back to that to learn more about any number of things. So there's a sense in which we want to be at the forefront of these topics and start to talk to our kids about them early on. Because for some people, 10 years old, to start talking about sex and other things, man, they're like, whoa, that seems a little early. But really, I mean, statistics are showing... You know, average first exposure to pornography and things like that is somewhere around eight years old. Um, other related topics like that, sex, and you know, the the exposure is earlier and earlier. So, ten years old really isn't that early, um, and this is before their bodies start changing. and And there's a sense in which, you know, they're at an earlier age where they might be more receptive to what their parents are saying about these things. So it begins the conversation at a good time. This is really a part, this is a a bigger picture of us uh, really trying to follow what uh, passages like Deuteronomy 6 say in, in Scripture, where, you know, we're supposed to talk about the Lord and his ways when we sit in our house, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, and when we rise. It should just be a part of life that we're talking to the, to our children about the Lord. 
So this is one aspect of life that's coming up for them that we can just point them to the Lord about. And uh, another important thing for them to pick up in this is that this is how God, you know, the changes in their body and, and everything is coming up. This is how God prepares people to become uh, fathers, to become mothers, uh, to prepare them for marriage and to be parents. So this is just part of how God works in humanity. Um, but that, that we want to make sure that there's a, a godly, Christ-centered aspect to this too. Like, you know, God's plan A, what he wants all of humanity to do is to become godly young men and women, obviously. So we want to point our kids to God's plan A. And, you know, the, the reasons why, you know, he's building muscle in men to be protectors and providers uh, for women and um, to protect their family. Uh, so there's, there's a sense in which, you know, there's things going on that the Lord is doing to help uh, prepare um, young men and young women for what's coming up. And just talking to them as if this is the way it is. So that it's not like, oh, it's going to seem like these things are weird maybe when they're happening. But it's okay that they're happening. Uh, it's just part of what God is doing in you and has already done in me as your dad. Um, so we, we go on this great trip. We talk about these great things. And... It just ends up being a really neat experience that our kids, boy, it gets kind of ingrained in their memory, these great trips of these great events. And I'll tell you what, my one son that I just took on this most recent one to Cincinnati, I mean, he obviously loved all the sports stuff, um, but I'm so thankful. You know, all the other things that we talked about and, and uh, dealt with, just really great receiving of it and talking about it. Uh, so thankful um, to the Lord for that. A few other details about the, the trip. You know, we kind of tell our kids six months in advance, hey, start thinking about what you want to do. Uh, and, you know, after our oldest kids went on these, of course, the younger kids just start looking forward to it big time. So they're already thinking about this. Uh, you know, if you have older kids that have done it and then, you know, the younger kids know it's coming up. Uh, and we usually set aside a certain amount of money. We tell them, hey, you have, say, $500 to spend on this trip. And so you can go anywhere you want to as long as you stay within that amount of money. And we help them plan it. And so they get to participate in that planning, uh, which is cool. And we usually have some surprises for them along the way. Uh, like Drew didn't even know that we were going to the FC Cincinnati game. Uh, so that was a total surprise, which he was excited about. Um, so we say you can go anywhere you want, do anywhere you want, do anything you want, and just stay within this amount of money. So they have a lot of fun planning that, coming up with ideas. Then the other thing that is a really important aspect to what we've chosen to do as a family is we use a curriculum called Passport to Purity. And don't automatically write it off because it has the word purity in there. Because I know, like me, you may have grown up in a in a Christian culture that 
was really pushing purity, 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 like don't have sex before you're married, all that kind of stuff. So that was like the message that was coming to us, but it didn't talk about all the other things that could lead to sex. Um, You know, there was no equipping of that. It was just avoid intercourse kind of thing, right? So that was that was the thing that was kind of pumped to me and many in my generation when we were younger. This curriculum is put out by Family Life. Uh, and the thing that's helpful about it is when it talks about purity, it's talking about kind of like a whole life of purity, like pursuing after Christ, growing closer to Christ in all of life. But then they talk specifically about you know, the the things that are coming up in adolescence. So for these 10-year-olds or, you know, 9-year-olds, 11-year-olds, whatever age, kids are listening to this with their parents. So it's like a CD set, and so they're listening to it. And it's really hammering home this uh, all-of-life purity kind of thing. And so the, the main verse that they use kind of as the theme verse for the the curriculum is uh, uh, that one in Colossians, I think it's Colossians 1.18. He is the head of the body, the church, the firstborn from the dead, uh, that in all things he might be preeminent. So they they really focus in on that idea of Christ being preeminent, that he deserves first place in all things of life. And I love that approach to it because then... You just apply that to, to anything. Um, but in talking about specifically what's going to be happening in adolescence and, you know, uh, the temptations of peer pressure and, um, you know, uh, temptations to start doing things with uh, a guy or a girl that would be inappropriate. And, and you know, um, one of the things they talk about, too, is from the Book of Song of Solomon where there's this clear call to do not awaken love before it pleases. So not doing things that will awaken a sexual desire. So that's an important theme in there too. But the main theme is that making Christ preeminent. And they keep coming back to that over and over and over again. So I uh, and my wife, we have done this now with five of our kids and I just love the the reminders. Like every single time we do one of these, uh, it's challenging to to me uh, as well uh, to make Christ preeminent. And I love the tone of uh, it's Dennis Rainey and his wife that are mainly leading through it. I love the tone of it because it's very disarming. Uh, it's very gracious um, and very truth telling. Uh, so all those things kind of wrapped in one. Plus there's like these cool dramatizations that are in the midst of the CDs that you listen to. Um, and there's also, um, you know, just good questions. And there's a little journal that comes with it where your kids kind of go through this journal and fill in kind of answers to different things. It's really colorful, well done. The whole thing is just really well done. Um so that's been kind of what the Lord has led us to to do with our kids on these trips and the, the curriculum. And, and honestly, we end up, like I said, we begin the conversation. And, and at some level, we kind of begin with the CDs and 
Sometimes we don't even finish them in the trip, but then it's a chance to pick it up later on and even go for a couple hours with one of our kids to listen to the next part of one of the CDs or to do one of the activities that's in there together, uh, which there's some neat ideas for activities to do too. So we've used that. We've, we've really liked it a lot. So I would highly recommend it, Passport to Purity. And uh, just a few other things that that I would say about this 10-year-old trip idea. Uh, first of all, you don't have to use Passport to Purity. You could use another kind of curriculum. Uh, the main important thing is, you know, how are you going to begin the conversation? Um, and also, too, you know, there's certain things we've been telling our kids even before that 10-year-old trip. Like, you know, as you're going through Scripture and you read about, you know, like adultery and things like that, and your kids are like, well, what's adultery? And, you know, we've said things like adultery is acting like you're married to someone that you're not other than your husband or wife. And so, you know, even to say things to our kids like, wouldn't it be terrible if I acted like I was married to someone other than mommy? And and God doesn't like that. And that's very hurtful. And it goes against God's design of he wants me to just be married to mommy and and to live like that. So there's even little ways that you can talk in a child appropriate way uh, about some of these harder subjects, uh, even about sex and things like that that may come up as you go through scripture as they hear different things. So there's elements that we were doing even before the 10 year old trip, but that that really kind of kicks things off in a, in a more concentrated way. So the main thing is just beginning the conversation um, next, um, you know, you don't even have to do it on, on a weekend trip. You could do it, uh, like in a series of dates, you go on your kid to go with your kids on, you know, maybe an hour or so each, and you just begin to talk about some different things. And you could use the passport to purity in that too, uh, cause it's broken up into little sessions, but just take your kids on extended dates, fun meals, you know, uh, fun activities to do while doing that. And also, you don't have to wait until your kids are 10. Um, it could be 8 or 9 that you end up, you decide to take your kids. Uh, the main thing is to kind of read your kids and kind of see, okay, well, does it seem like they're asking questions about these things? Does it seem like, you know, it would be good to kind of broach this a little bit earlier with this child rather than maybe the age I did with another child? You know, we've had to adjust like that with some of our different children. Uh, the other cool thing about just keeping these things in mind is that the Lord gives us freedom in our discipling of our children. We're called and commanded to do it. It's a great privilege, but he gives us a lot of freedom in how we do it. That's why I say, like, you don't have to do passport to purity. Like, you don't have to get locked into that. There's so many different ways to disciple our children. And we can just trust the Lord and him giving us great freedom uh, of trying to accomplish that and praying and asking for the Holy Spirit to give us guidance about how to do it exactly, even with each child, maybe being different. And we have the Lord's backing in these things, which is a great gift. There's not many parents that are hearing this message uh, to be the primary disciples of their children and not many people out there helping parents to do it. Uh, but man, if more and more parents were catching this vision, 
and they were getting more and more help from people in the body of Christ, uh, I, I just know that there would be an amazing unleashing of neat things happening in Christian families and, and uh, a new generation of people um, seeking the Lord because their parents have been pointing them to the Lord. And one last thing, it's not too late to start a conversation. Maybe you're listening to this and you already have a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old, and you haven't started to talk to him about it, maybe even older than that. Don't be scared to go into that. You can even say to your your, uh, your teenager, look, I'm sorry we did not talk about these things, and I realize that the Lord would have had me bring these things up to you much earlier. Um, so I know this may seem weird to talk about it right now, but let's let's just start to talk about it. And you can even ask them questions about what do they what do they know already? Where did they hear things? So it's never too late to start a conversation and to ask for the Lord's help in that. So be encouraged. Don't be overwhelmed by this. Yes, there's important big things going on in something like a ten year old trip, uh, but. It's just another way that the Lord will work through us as parents uh, to bless our children and to uh, point them to the Lord Jesus. I hope this was helpful. Uh, Send me comments uh, and things like that uh, or questions. I would love to see what you're thinking and feeling about this. I want to encourage you to go to familiesalive.org, the ministry I work with. Uh, I'm the pastor for churches and families uh, for Families Alive. So familiesalive.org, go there. And I look forward to hearing possibly about future trips you take with your kids. See ya. God's grace to you. 